0: How you doing, old chap? Not. Good evening. Has the day treated you kindly, sir? No. It's a day. It's a day that ends with Y, so no. Oh, that is a most unfortunate. Perhaps you'd like to go on a nice wizardry adventure?
1: No, probably not. Through
0: great forest, over mountains, into caves. Do the trees walk with you, too? Lots
1: of walking. Everything walks. Do you want to walk? No. I don't want to walk in real life, so I don't know if I want to read about walking. Listen, I'm going to tell you this, as the folks
0: who listened to the last episode, because of course you all listened to the last episode, I mentioned that I was 50 pages into The Hobbit. Over the weekend, I finished The Hobbit, because we were supposed to be reading Blood Meridian. We'll get into that when the episode drops for that. But, I read The Hobbit, and surprise, surprise, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did not think I was going to really like it that much, because I'm not into hard fantasy, And I didn't like the Lord of the Rings movies that much. And I'm just not into that stuff, really. I loved it. Loved it. Five out of five whiskey shots.
1: Now, because I was looking, because you posted about that also in that literary group that we're always talking about. Right. And I was looking through some of the comments, and I did see a couple people saying, like, The Hobbit and then the trilogy... Are different. Are kind of different. So, are you worried about that, or... Well, for my
0: reading, The Hobbit... Because uh, I think we really watched this last week, which I don't even know why, because I did read the intro to The Hobbit, which said he wrote it first, but for some reason we were discussing if he wrote The Hobbit. Yeah. But he wrote The Hobbit first as a kid's story, and because he wrote it in the 30s, it's, you know, a modern adult story, yeah. because we're fucking stupid now, and we can't handle any kind of language that's, uh you know, more extravagant than four-letter words, but he- Hey, wrote... I like my four-letter words. I know you do, buddy. I know you do. But he wrote- The Hobbit, as like a kid's book, and then he was going to continue with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy just happened to turn out more serious and darker and be more for adults, which I'm about. Now, what I have read from the comments in that group were a lot of people saying that they liked The Hobbit, they didn't like Lord of the Rings. Uh, The Lord of the Rings drags on, some of it's boring, some of it's dull, which is what I read in reviews, but I also read those for the reviews of The Hobbit. Well, I put more stock into what the people in that group say because a lot of them read boring classic literature. Yeah. So if they think it's boring, it might actually be boring. Versus on Goodreads, a lot of those people read like I, YA, th- super fantasy, like you know, yeah, stuff that we would think was actually boring because it's so basic.
1: Now, how long was The Hobbit? I know it's gonna be a little bit different because you got them in like those little small compact, like you know, like editions. I would say about 250 pages. Okay.
0: Uh, but like the pages are smaller, so it might not even be that if it was like a full size. Uh, you know, book, but the print's small too, so it might even out.
1: Because I always assumed the Lord of the Rings books were like big girthy were boys. Big, yeah, well, big guys too.
0: No, I think maybe the Fellowship is the biggest one of them, and I think that's maybe three fifty. Well, I don't even know because this one was three hundred pages. The Hobbit was three hundred pages, but when I got to the end, it turned out the last fifty pages were the first chapters of Lord of the Rings, ah, yeah. Fellowship of the Rings. So like I don't know why exactly they did maybe just a you know nice transition or something.
1: That or maybe those um those books that got put into that thing they might have not have been published at the same time originally. That's possible too. Yeah, and you and just, you just got, Yeah, and you just got them after they've all came out and yeah. put them in the collection thing like that.
0: I really really love. I know they just kind of look basic because they're small. They're like leather. I
1: do like the way that they look. I I, I give
0: you that they are a nice looking. Set. Well, they just like. I really enjoy just the physical act of reading them because but, they're these nice travel sides. They have the illustrations and the maps in them, and they smell good. They, and they're just like these nice little hand. They, I actually could put the Hobbit in my pocket.
1: I was gonna say it, it's kind of like if you didn't spend the 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 money the, for them, that it'd be like that like ten cents book you could keep Full in, up in your yeah. back pocket and go run and play like a kid,
0: mm. like you know. But like the actual trilogy coming up. Um, and I'm going to have to check this when I start reading the fellowship tonight. I don't know exactly how the books are laid out because like I said, the first chapter or two of the fellowship was at the end of the Hobbit, but I don't know if it's just a continuation because when I was looking at the page counts for the last one, it was like a thousand something. And I was like, well, what the fuck? That ain't right. And I looked and they just go like the page yeah. number just continues throughout so I don't know if, like, the chapters, like, if they end one of the books on a cha- the beginning chapter of the other book, if it would just continue. Uh, so it's hard to keep track of the page counts like that. I have to look on Goodreads or something to see the actual page counts. But none of them are too big. And uh, Tolkien's style of writing, at least compared to Blood Meridian, was so easy to yeah. read that I just I flew through it. You want to die tonight? Yes. Well, you're not supposed to be cheery about it. This is supposed to be a hardcore. I will opinion. give you. Closer five, we get to Halloween, the harder I will give you five dollars. Five dollars. I'm <laughs> gonna kill you. I'm gonna slit your throat. You know what? I never liked the scream movies. I thought. I mean, they were all right. I just if if it's not like a like a scary serial killer, I'm not really that interested. Like because yeah. I feel like I could beat up the scream guys. Yeah. Like, fucking Lillard was his name. A fucking played Scooby. Yeah or uh play Scooby play Shaggy a yeah, Scooby Doo yeah. movie like I feel like I could beat that guy up like I'm not afraid of him and his buddy
1: I like the idea of the screen movies just of like the BB being the play all yeah. the hollow but like and then I get it too because when they got into the sequels because it's still you're, like you're doing a play on all the sequels but it's just like that. that's enough like they're, re- they're, like, they're coming out with a new one now
0: yeah I saw that like rebooting on the um anyway this is actually the drunken pen writing podcast not the murder podcast that you probably wish you clicked on after you hear our voices i am your host caleb james with me today spencer the moroccan mummy church i don't know what does a mummy sound
1: like yeah i'd imagine that would be very dry very dry
0: uh today we're going to be talking about mythological monsters from celtic mythology that's a bad way to say that today we're going to be talking about irish mythological creatures how about that that okay. better
1: it's the title of the the thing i'm looking at so is there like a um like uh what do they call it? like how you're into the japanese culture that for you you had like a like a, Jap- like a japanese file i can't remember the how you phrased it though like I, you like you've always been into like the japanese culture so like weeb no no that's like the, that's like the manga stuff right Right, I forget. Uh, the, but like, uh, historian? Uh, no, that's not it. A I fanatic? F- something. But like, I thought it was like a like a um, you're f- you're... Japanese like f- uh, f- like file or something like that. I forget that you because I remember like a you Japanophile, was, something like that. Like because I remember you and Nicholas Obermann were talking about it because both you guys are uh, like, yeah. I just I can't remember the word you guys used. I thought you would remember it since you used it.
0: A Japanophile is Maybe. somebody who likes
1: Japanese culture.
0: Maybe. But you can be like a cinephile.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that. I've been
0: accused, as Norman <laughs> Donald would say. I've been accused of being a cinephile.
1: <laughs> but I was going to say, is there something. Is there that a file for, for- Celtic stuff? Yeah, because it seems like you've been. You've been balls deep in, in a lot of that recently.
0: Well, I'm like 67% oh. Irish, so I could at least say that the Celtic stuff is uh, a little closer to home than Japanese. Uh, I am 0% Asian <laughs> on my DNA report. But uh, Irish, got a lot of Irish in there, so that that works. But um, yeah, I don't know. I it can't be an Irish file. That sounds stupid. A Eurocentric it, enthusiast.
1: Would would uh, ginger file, would that be too offensive? Ginger
0: file? I don't think... I. Irish doesn't have as many redheads as you think. I think that's Scotland.
1: Yeah, okay. Oh, I don't want to, sorry, I don't want to, I know that's touchy, I don't, when they, when you mix them up, I know they get angry at you, so I apologize for that. If you mix, mix up Ir-
0: Ireland, Ireland, Scotland, or Wales, you get beat to death <laughs> yeah. in the street by hooligans. Because Wales, which I didn't know, which I feel like we actually talked about with Ben Cross, because he was a Welshman, uh, and I so erroneously said he's on like uh, Sean Connery, who's an you know famous Scotsman. Yeah. Uh Wales one is like fucking not by not there. anywhere near. At least the other two are kind of close to each other, right? But I like I'm so stupid. Like we're both so stupid, oh, and dumb, and fucking idiotic that we didn't even realize like Wales was like, was a country too that England just like took over like assholes. You know, Ireland was Why are about- you
1: going and say well where, where do you think we got it from? <laughs> I don't. Know. Just get into the episode. I want I want
0: to talk about I don't want to talk about Irish history. I think everybody gets bored when I talk about Irish history. We're going to talk about fairies. <laughs> Spelled with a D e, because that's how they do it over there. In the Emerald Isle is what they call it. Oh, so anyway, we're uh, there's 31 on this list, which this list is the Irish road trip. Um, I might link that in the show notes. I'm not sure, but these are just like short descriptions. We just kind of want to cover. This last episode was about monsters, and I. On the playbacks, I edited it actually today, right before I published it. Um, I feel like we did a fairly shitty job talking about monsters, because we kind of just went over the main ones, yeah. like, uh, you know, the classic movie monsters mainly, and a couple pop culture fiction ones. But I wanted to get into, like, some real monsters, you know, some mythological monsters that might even have a base in, like, reality, or just, like, something people actually believe existed. Because nobody believes a Frankenstein monster existed, but they do believe, you know, some of these existed.
1: I believe...
0: I believe I can fly. Now, this one actually looks like Nosferatu with his mouth sealed up. Yeah. Which, how does he bite? How does he bite if he got a sealed up mouth? He got Man. the Deadpool mouth from the Wolverine movie. What, the Wolverine Origins movie. Yeah. Uh, number one, the Achatak, the Irish vampire. I didn't pronounce that right by the way. Uh, But this, the picture is just Nosferatu. With the, yeah, that actually is. might be Nosferatu. Heavily edited and his mouth is sealed up with like flesh. Uh, you could almost see his lips. Well,
1: maybe... Um... Maybe the news for Ratu was based off of this guy, maybe. I mean, that's a possibility. We're going to find
0: out. First up is arguably the scariest of the many Irish mythology creatures, Irish monsters. The Opratach now is widely known that Bram Stoker's Dracula has close ties to Ireland, which when we did one of the Irish episodes, I was like, Bram Stoker's Ireland? Because he came up on the Irish authors. And I was like, is he Irish? I still don't think he is. I think he just likes Ireland. It's so close over there, but, you know, Ireland is an island. The author was, of course, born in Dublin. Okay, one hundred percent. Again, I think we, we know just, this. We read this. We covered it. Why uh, are we? Why are we dumb? We, we can't w- retain information. I am poor at retaining information that is important. Yeah. Oh, if it's yeah.
1: not important, it's in there forever.
0: Forever. However, it's not Dracula that we're referring to here. The tale of the Archetach is one that's hard to debunk, and many believe that it's real. In this guide, and there's a guide. I guess I will put this in the show notes because there's a guide you can click. Guide you can click to. We tell the story of this Celtic mythological creature and offer insight into where in Ireland it roamed and where it's now buried. For funsies, I'm gonna click on this guide, but I'll open it in a new link so we can
1: uh, jump back.
0: Okay. Oh, see, this is cool. This will cover it in uh, you know great detail. uh, well, it gives you the origin. Oh, yeah. Well, that is nice. I like that. So, yeah, folks, you're gonna definitely going to want to go to the Trip dot com backslash Irish or forward slash Irish mythology. Uh, if you want to check some of these out, they will be in the show notes. Number two, Balor of the Evil Eye. This is just a floating eyeball. I hope it's Ooh, a floating that'd eyeball. Be cool. This is a picture of a cat eye, but I hope it's a floating eyeball. The leader of the supernatural creatures called the Fomorians, Balor of the Evil Eye, one of many Irish demons, was unsurprisingly enough a giant with a large eye. Okay, giant with a large yeah, eye. Yeah, is that's
1: cool. pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I could I could deal with that.
1: Especially if it's just one giant eye. Yeah, one giant eye.
0: While he was spying on his father's druids the noisome vapors of a spell entered his eye. The eye became swollen and granted him the power of death. Ooh. The Like I said, some of these Irish mythological creatures that I'd just been, like, you know, stumbling across are fucked up. Yeah. Like Because Ireland had so many tragedies throughout its whole history that I would imagine, for anything to scare those hardy people, it had to be horrible.
1: Well, and, then, and even, too, I'm sure probably back in those day, too, these are probably, like, some of these, uh, characters were probably made up to explain some of the crazy shit yeah. that happened, or, you know, some of the the terrible things that happened to them. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that.
0: Uh, number three, the Banshee. We that's all know a, the Banshee. That's
1: the next main character.
0: I'm gonna have ten minutes of silence because you fucking <laughs> sounded like a little kid. That's an X-Men <laughs> character. Yeah, that's an X-Men character. A stupid one. Can we go on? Do you like the think... Banshee? Are you uh, are no. you a Banshee fan? No, no. you're not nobody yet. I mean, Hercules is a fucking Marvel character, so... The Banshee is one of the better known of the many Irish mythological creatures, Irish monsters. I'm going to go ahead and stop reading it like that and just say Irish monsters, because I don't want to keep reading the word mythological, but yeah. they keep splitting it up here. Uh, mainly due to the popularity of storytelling in Irish culture. A female spirit animal, because you didn't read Neon Druids yet, because you're a fuck face. Uh, one of the stories, I believe, is a Banshee in a bar.
1: Sorry, some asshole. It's a
0: short read. It's not that big of a collection.
1: Read some other
0: book beforehand, folks, if you want to read a pretty quality short story collection uh, by a lot of, I, I guess you could say indie authors. I don't know if, I'm sure some of them are published in mainstream. Maybe a lot of them. I don't know. I didn't really look into the actual authors. But if you want to read a good collection of Celtic mythology where a lot of them branch off into modern day stuff, uh, Neon Druids. Check it out. It's a, It's a great read. Uh, a female spirit from Irish mythology, the Banshee can appear in many forms. She could be an old woman with frightening eyes, a pale lady in a white dress, or a beautiful woman wearing a shroud. I'd go beautiful woman. I'd rather have yeah. that than the... Yeah, if
1: I'm gonna get murdered by something.
0: Yeah. Regardless of how she looks, it's her wail that sends shivers up the spine of many, as it signals impending doom. Now, different stories, uh, and there's a link here too for more Banshee information, but uh, different Banshees in Irish mythology, some you'll die right when you hear their wail. Uh, Some, it just means you're gonna die, or somebody's gonna die. Very ominous, you know, depending on what story you read. But there's various banshees and, you know, their powers and what they can do. But as far as I know, none of them, like, blow up your head or anything.
1: The X-Men one can fly. I know, she can fly, she's a fucking bitch.
0: Uh, you can read this one, number four.
1: That's okay. Oh,
0: come on, it's easy.
1: Yeah, the op well one you, you, there's no there's a p in the middle and it.
0: it looks like a dragon number four the oliphist oliphist you gotta say it fast and it sounds like you did it right the oliphist o-i-l-l-i-p-h squiggly e-i-s-t <laughs> the Oliphus. although you will often hear the Oliphus described as a celtic monster it was said to take on the appearance of a dragon us used to inhabit the dark, murky waters of many lakes and rivers across Ireland, and many Irish warriors ended up fighting these Celtic folklore creatures. By the way, I know your new favorite superhero, which you need to get on, um, which is one of Ireland's most famous heroes of all time, is Cacallan, which is an Irish warrior who turned into pretty much an Irish Incredible Hulk. Oh. But gross yeah like he turned into like an incredible hulk and just fucking you know berserk everything but he was more like do you remember the league of extraordinary gentlemen movie yeah where they had dr jekyll's like this big freak like that, like a big freak i actually Uh. think he might be inside out i don't remember specific but he's very gross very gross and just fucking kills everybody so kakalan
1: so he kind of almost turns into a titan yeah he's very big not giant, but... but 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 no, but I mean like with the skin is you know something yeah. like the skins are on the outside.
0: Number five, the Dergdú, one of the lesser known Irish mythological creatures. Uh, it's a lady with a horsey, is what I'm seeing, and a guy with a fire and a skeleton, fire coming out of the skeleton's chest. It's a split image. Ah, the Dergdug. she stands in the shadows of the better known Abhrach, but she's none the less terrifying in our opinion. You're gonna have me saying a lot of weird things. And I'm not I'm these are as close as I can get to pronouncing them. We've gone over this in the past about the Irish words. I and I watched a video on how to pronounce the third letters properly, and I still not even oh, close. I'm difficult. The Derek Dew is one of several Irish mythological creatures, Irish monsters. Fuck, I forgot to skip I'm gonna skip it. The Derek Dew is one of the several Irish monsters whose character characteristics resembles that of a vampire. Her name translates to Red Bloodsucker, very creative. And according to legend, she's a cunning vampire who seduces men and
1: drains them of their blood.
0: Ah, number six, the Dollahan. Looks like a headless horseman.
1: Yeah, that's what it looks like. Or headless host lady, it looks like.
0: She has a titty. I see it. That's a foolie. <laughs> that's a foolie. Under that squiggly arm. People tend to view fairies as happy little Irish mythological creatures that possess a variety of magical powers. Most fairies are assholes, I find. Yeah. They're uh, especially changelings. There's some good fairies, but they're only like there's a story I read from the WB Yeats, Yeats, whatever the fuck, I forget. WB Yeats collection. Uh, he edited a bunch of Irish stories back in the day, and one of them was about a guy, big old humpy on his back. Gross. And he's the nicest guy, real sweetheart of a guy. And everybody fucking treats him like shit because he got a big old hump on his back. Runs into some fairies, he sings their song, and they like him, they remove the hump. But the bit, fucking one guy that really tortures him and is a real dickhead, they gave him the hump, and he got two
1: humps. Oh, double hump. Double
0: humped him up. Our next creature, the Dullahan, is a fairy that you'd struggle to describe as happy, as it takes the form of a headless rider on a black horse. Out of everything, really? Gotta be this fucking Sleepy Hollow, no pumpkin, though. According to legend, the Irish folklore creature uses the spine of a human as a whip, Oh, fucking rad. I like, I like that. Fucking radical, man. The dollar hand can also foreshadow deaths. I would imagine the fucking spine <laughs> waving would be the death, but okay. If he calls out your name, you will immediately drop dead. Which yeah. is a
1: presence that has no head. How's it calling you? <laughs> Ethereal voice. But
0: I'm interested to see how many of like our American stories, like The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, are based on maybe some of these mythologies. Because oh. like the Headless Horseman... That's the headless horseman, right? Pretty Minus much. The yeah. pumpkin and also spine. Which I'd rather have the spine. Yeah, seems pretty. Uh, here's that word again.
1: Who wins in a fight? That thing, Pootie Tang.
0: Ooh, with the whip. Yeah, Pootie Tang. <laughs> Pootie Tang wins the ninety-nine to hundred percent of the time. Uh, I would say 100. I would lean towards a hundred. Number seven, Fomorians, and that's a bunch of fairy folk on horses or something. They live... Look at the one in front of the horse that's all like,
1: ban- yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that guy works at Walmart. Now, just to be clear, the Fomorians aren't exactly dangerous Celtic mythological creatures. They're more terrifying in appearance.
1: Yeah, I'll give them that. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense.
0: A race of supernatural giants. Oh, they're giants, so they're like titans. A race of supernatural giants, Fomorians are often described as hideous-looking monsters who came from the sea underworld. Oh, uh, that's probably why they're gross, then. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't stand that. You get all that, that puny skin. Yeah. Irish... T- they-, they are, like, bald, bald and smooth, like, all over, hairless. Irish tales tell many... T- that's a weird Ooh, phrasing. Yeah. Irish tales tell many tales of these creatures. With tales, no. <laughs> Irish tales tell many tales of these creatures who were one of the earliest races to settle in Ireland, along with the mighty Danann. Number eight, another hard-to-read word with extra squigglies, the Bananach. Irish demons. Um, in the picture, this is not a f- depiction of these things. This is clearly just something made up, but these are like giant skeletons in the picture. Like ghost skeletons. Well, they look like they got like scorpion tails, too.
1: I think that's just a hip.
0: Maybe. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, you see it better than me. You're on, you got full screen. Well, no, you're still cut. Screen's bigger, though. And we're back to creepy Celtic monsters again. Aren't they all? Like, well, what do you mean, yeah. and we're back? They were creepy the whole time, <laughs> asshole. Sorry. Um... So, and we're back to creepy Celtic monsters again. Next, with the Bananach. In Irish folklore, Bananach are a supernatural race that were known to haunt battlefields. These airborne, shrieking demons may have had a goat-like appearance and were associated with violence and death.
1: You think? Any kind of
0: demon that's shrieking airborne is probably a harbinger of doom. I Over would imagine. a battlefield. Over a battlefield. Number nine, the Slough uh the slog is that's just like an ethereal creature i can't tell it's like a guy with a hood honestly or is there a tree grown i don't know Slogs were one of the handful of irish mythical creatures that well and truly creeped me out as a child after hearing stories about them from friends these celtic monsters were restless spirits that were said to be neither welcome in hell or heaven so they were left to roam the lands that's the worst when earth is your purgatory According to legend, the Slaws were angry about their fate and would snatch the soul of anyone with who they cross paths. So, yeah, leave those guys alone. By the way, I didn't realize this was a personal per- or article. So, uh, what's that guy's name that wrote this? That's not an Irish name. Dejan Banajevic? Sounds Russian? Uh, so, this article was written by Dejan Banajevic. I feel like these Irish websites are because remember fucking Daryl Jones from the last one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> doesn't. Well. that ain't
0: Irish. Where are we on number ten? Oh uh, boy, that's a weird looking thing. The Ellen Trechend. It looks like a fucking giant cockroach eating its ass with a bunch of pincers.
1: Well, no, it's there's three heads eating three tails.
0: Yeah, that makes more sense.
1: And then there's the legs, and then it got little wings for some reason. Those things aren't doing.
0: That. And a big. Sp- Spiky spine. Ellen Treachan was a true Celtic monster. In fact, it was a three headed Celtic monster. Now, like many Irish mythological creatures, the form of Ellen Treachan changes depending on the tale. Some stories represent the creature with the form of a vulture, while others describe it as a fire breathing dragon. Ellen Treachan is known to emerge from a cave and embark on a rampage of destruction in a tale called the Koth macarum uh That thing in the picture is not what they described at all. Section two, harmless Celtic mythological creature. Oh, so no, we get like nice ones that aren't monsters? Well, maybe. Well, we don't have to really read these too hard. Number one, the leprechaun. Uh, leprechauns can be evil, by the way. Not just the movies. Uh, uh, leprechauns have a history of being very upset when you take their gold. Uh, as they should be. That's a fucking dick thing to do. I mean, they're hiding it under a rainbow. That's kind of like a lot of work, probably. The leprechaun is arguably the best known of the many Celtic creatures, mainly due to his association with Ireland and the quirky tail attached to it. Most leprechauns weren't, like, happy little green clothed men, either. They were, uh... They had many different
1: appearances. There's there different kinds like of... trollish, like, I would assume.
0: There's also... Yeah, and there's also different kinds of leprechauns, too. Like, not all of them are just, like, you know, happy-go-lucky-gold-having leprechauns. Like, they all did different things. There's Like, the fairies, there was many kinds of leprechaun. Uh, and also, that's not the real spelling or word is not leprechaun it's like a whole thing i don't know if they'll cover that uh in this thing but in irish folklore these elf-like creatures are tricksters who cannot be trusted and will deceive you whenever possible there's something about too like you always have to get them drunk or like steal your beer or something i don't know uh contrary to popular beliefs the leprechaun has nothing to do with the term the luck of the Irish." though this term actually has offensive origins great and there's a link there to be offended uh these are supposed to be nice creatures by uh-huh. the way because this is the puka number two uh, that doesn't look nice. That's a creepy looking. Mm-hmm. That thing looks like Shrek if Shrek was a demon, like Shrek's crackhead brother. Yeah. Uh, the Pooka, or Pooka.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, folks. It says the Pooka, and then in parentheses it says or Pooka. It's spelled differently, but it's still Pooka, right?
1: I would assume that's how it sounds.
0: Uh, because in, Ireland, in uh, Gaelic, all C's are all K's pronounced, so it would well, be, because, still be
1: Pooka. Because the first one's P-O-O-K-A, and, one and in parentheses, P-U-C-A. Pooka.
0: <laughs> Though I could understand if you were an English speaker, and it was because if it's actually Pooka, P-U-C-A, yeah. you'd probably think it was Pusa or something. Yeah. Uh, the Pooka is one of several Irish mythological creatures that doesn't get half the attention that it deserves. This mischievous little fella is said to bring either good or bad fortune, and it can appear in various animal forms, though he always wears a dark coat. You know what? We should have found a fucking article from the guy who edited the Neon Druids, because he has an Irish mythological oh, yeah. website, because he wanted me to write for him. Fuck. I should have... I don't remember the name what, of the... I think it was just like Irish mythology or something like that. It was a simple name. But is
1: it like like articles, or is it Yeah, like he had a bunch stories? of different articles. Oh, Okay.
0: So I'm sure he would have like a top 10 scariest or, you know, something on there. Maybe we'll do that in the future. Uh, The puka has the power of human speech, and it loves to confuse and terrify people, and you can read more on their guide. Number three, the Marrow. That's like a mermaid lady. Um,
1: That's what it looks like.
0: But if my memory is correct, she's gross. Mm. I don't think she's a hot lady. Let's find out. This Celtic mythological creature is best described as a mermaid in appearance. However, this is where the similarities... End of pe- period? Okay. <laughs> Was this supposed to be a sentence? <laughs> this creature is best described as a mermaid appearance. However, this is where the similarities Okay. Alright. And Is that where the similarities end, I'm assuming? <sighs> hey, this I hope worry. nobody in the future, not like a random podcast in the future, goes back to old DPW articles oh, and reads yeah. them on their shitty podcast and then just like,
1: Oh, he's fucking, look, he forgot a word. That's comma right there. Uh, Like many Celtic
0: creatures, the marrow has incredible powers and it is able to reside on land or the depths of the ocean. The marrow is said to be half fish from the waist down, of course, and half beautiful woman from the waist up. And according to legend, is friendly and modest. Would you take? You know the old one. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Which one are you going with? Fish bottom, human bottom. You know, the vice versa switch. If you got to make sexy time with the mermaid, would you want the fish to be the top half or the bottom half?
1: bottom half.
0: You want the bottom half to be fish? Yeah. So you're putting your wiener in fish.
1: Well, I just wouldn't go anywhere down there. Well, you gotta
0: have sex with this thing.
1: Well, there's other ways. I guess. I feel like... There's other things you can do, and I feel like if it's the other way, you're just staring a fish in the face. I feel like that's gonna be the
0: hardest part. Not if you doggy style Uh, the fish. Then you just grab onto its flipper or whatever (laughs) it had. Depends what kind of fish. You know what I enjoyed? and I'm going to botch this 100% because it's been a while since I read it, but in that collection I have, one of the stories was about this guy, uh, long story short, he befriends, I forget the creature, but it's something that lives under the ocean, and it, when it puts on a tiny hat, like he ends up befriending it on this beach because it was a friend of his dad's, it takes him to this world under the ocean, like this Almost like King Kai's planet, but under the ocean. Like, there's a big dome of water all around it, and it's like this cool little world. But what it doesn't know is it collects souls of drowned fishermen. Mm. What the guy doesn't know, uh, he finds out, and it collects them in, like, these barrels just because it thinks it's fun. Like, it doesn't realize it's, like, fucking tormenting these poor souls by having them, you know. Because when you die underwater, apparently you can't go up to heaven. Like, you just... Fucking float around or something. Mm-hmm. So the guy ends up having to like go back and save him. It's, it's a it's a fun story. I'd recommend people reading it, but I won't be able to give you the name of it or anything else. So you'll just have to Google very shittily that very terrible mm-hmm. description I gave you. Number four, Fear Gorta. Oh, a name like Fear Gorta. How can you go wrong? That's a weird image. Is that somebody holding a baby or
1: no? I think it's just like an old person, like a turning to person, dust or just dirty. I think they just slumped over. On Is the that street. just Pig
0: Pen in the future from uh, Charlie Brown? Probably. The Fear Gorta is one of a number of Celtic folklore creatures that emerged during the time of the famine in Ireland. Oh, which famine? They have had a multiple. I'm assuming the Great Hunger of 1847.
1: Is that the potato one? Yeah.
0: The Blight. The
1: English brought the Blight.
0: They didn't bring the Blight. The Fear Gorta is a Celtic creature that takes the form of a tired and weather-beating man who begs for food. That's terrible. Mm. <laughs> Jesus.
1: That's like if I was like, a <laughs> yeah.
0: In exchange, the fear Gorta, also often referred to as a man of hunger, oh, offers fortunes to those that offer assistance or kindness. Well, that at least ended at a happy ending. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the time of the famine wasn't cool. Uh, they didn't call it the famine. They called it the Great Hunger. Or Black 47 was the... I'm going to give you some brief history, folks. Very brief. The The Great Famine that I believe killed millions of people wasn't even because they had a shortage of food. Most of it at the beginning was because they got the blight on the potato crop because that's what most of the people ate and then they couldn't grow potatoes. But what really caused the famine was that the English government and fucking greedy landlord Irish landlords, and fucking greedy merchants all worked together to price out people and essentially made food too expensive for the poor people to afford. So it was like a man-made crisis for the most part. Terrible. So that image really... He really gets to be bad. Uh, the What's this? Number five. The Clorachon. Ooh, that guy. I've seen that guy around. Oh. Seen, that actually, it looks like Charles Bukowski. <laughs> I think I've worked with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Just think like of any fat-faced, gross, drunk-looking dude. There you go. The Clorachon is a strange one. It's like the puka to an extent. Not it plays jokes on people, but that's where the similarities end. In a nutshell, this is one of the number of Irish folklore creatures that closely resembles people that you'll find in towns and villages across the world. The Deklorachon takes on the appearance of an old man that's too fond of alcohol and that likes to play tricks on people. Number six, the Fardereg. It's got a plague mask. I don't know. It's a, it's a image of a thing in a plague mask and a hat. The super, I always like those plague masks. I really Dude, love yeah. them, but they're expensive. Every time I see them at the Renaissance Festival, they're like fucking too much money. There's even
1: sometimes you even see them at conventions every once yeah. in a while too, and it's just like, I need to just buy one, just wear it around to work. I mean, especially not because we always have that have yeah. mask at places. <laughs> yeah, imagine, YouTube, if de- imagine if I was imagine if I was
0: delivering to the hospital and I walk in with a fucking plague mask. That would be like a harbinger of doom right there. People see that but like ah oh, shit, just walk into, like old people's like rooms on the fucking heart floor or something. Yeah. And, a supernatural being with long snouts and skinny tails, the fartering are actually closely related to leprechaun in Irish mythology. These small fairies usually wear red caps and coats, and similar to the clerichon, love to play practical jokes on humans. And then this next section is mythological creatures that were fierce warriors. We're going to have to speed this up or this is going to be a two-parter. Number one, the Apkhan. Apkhan. guys with axes in the battlefield. You know what is one of my, I don't think it's going to be on this list, I just have a feeling. Uh, Cause it was I featured it in my story. Oh, what the fuck was the name of those? The the drogs? I think it was the drogs, like D R A U G or D G H. Ah, uh, essentially, battlefield zombies that nice. are just unkillable. That's what I like. The first of our Celtic creatures is the mighty Obcon, a dwarf poet and a musician. Obcon was a member of the fairies Tuatha De Dana. He used to own a cool bronze boat with a tin sail. In one story, Opcon gets captured by the great Irish warrior Cacallan. How did he free himself? He whipped out an instrument and played soothing music until Cacallan fell asleep. That's how you do it. He tricked Cacallan with music. He was a regular Orpheus. I was going to say Odysseus for a second. That's clearly not right, but Orpheus, Orpheus, yes. Isn't that the only reason why I know the whole mythology of Orpheus is because his name is Orpheus? (laughs) I don't know why that gets to me. Number two sounds like a fucking Android app or update or something. I A-O-S-I. I don't even know how you get close to pronouncing that. Uh, number two. A-O-S-I. A-O-S-I. A-O-S-I translates to people of the mound. These Celtic folklore creatures can be very protective and can appear in a form of either beautiful or grotesque creatures. I would hope beautiful. According to legend, if a human did something to offend them, they wouldn't hesitate in seeking painful revenge. Number three, Abel. That's a pretty lady. Sparkling in the sunset.
1: Doing something weird. Doing
0: something strange. Abel is one of a number of Irish mythology creatures that uses music to defeat their enemies. A guardian of the... Oh my god. When they start throwing in the big letters, too, in the middle. Like, now I'm really out of it. Big C. Big C. A guardian of the Daikais, an Irish clan... Abel is the fairy queen of Thaumont. A lot of the time when you get that big letter, you don't even say that first letter. I don't know why it's there. Uh, yeah, I know no. why it's there. That's for genders, I think. Because a lot of time, but not like normal genders. It'd be like a T or like I don't know what it stands for. I don't know which gender. I just know that's probably for a gender. She lived on Craiglioth. Oh, actually no, because when they do like uh, names of places, they also use those, so that's not gendered. She lived on a Craiglioth and played a magic harp. It is believed that whoever listened to her play would be rather, would die rather sooner than later. Number four, the man of Savossary. Hmm, In hindsight, maybe the man of Savossary should have been put with the Celtic monsters at the beginning. The, he's just too lazy to retcon it. The motive of Man-Wolves of Ossery is quite strong in Irish mythology, and many old tales revolved around these tribes of Wolfman. I feel like this is right up your alley. Yeah, so you were saying how much you love Wolfman in the last episode and want to touch his furry body. Ancient kings of Ireland used to seek their assistance during times when they were going up against a fierce opponent. I know Mr. I-hate-the-Hobbit, because I never read it, but I just hate it. Spencer fucking Midnight Marauder, or whatever you are church. Hobbit has some fucking badass wolf monsters.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, they talk. Doesn't the dragon talk?
0: Literally everything talks. Everything. If you talk to it, it'll talk back. Mm. You might not understand it, but it talks every animal everything. I don't know if I'd like that word. I feel
1: like it would make it harder to eat things. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it?
0: Number five, the Fairy Queen. This is just fucking dumb. I don't You can't talk about Irish creatures without mentioning the fairies. And you can't mention the fairies without first introducing the fairy queen. The ruler of all fairies, the fairy queen is one of the most famous Celtic creatures, often named Titanian or Mop. I like Titanian. That's an awesome name. She is often described as both seductive and beautiful. Number whatever the fairies. Fairies are easily the best known of the many Irish folklore creatures and their presence has been in everything from Disney movies to video games. The fairies, now are fairies an actual irish creation that's one thing i never really got like 100 like because you always read about them in like the old uh you know the, the what the fuck art, like hans christian anderson yeah. or Grimm or whatever one of those fucking fairy tales they ripped off back in the day uh were they just based off of irish fairies or fairies other places
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm I sure the
0: have, word fairy actually came from Ireland, but are fairies an Irish creation?
1: I would just assume being an like the ignorant white person that we were talking about earlier that we are. Mm. I would assume that, so probably not. Mm.
0: More interesting. Uh, okay, there's a few more. The Caili, the Cailish, the Cailish is one of the several Irish mythological creatures that has different forms depending on who's telling the story. Again. You know, And old Irish folklore, I feel like a lot of these were probably just oral stories, so they weren't, because that's one thing about Irish, like, they always talk about, like, well, why is like, you know, like, the Neil Gaiman, he always goes back and does, like, mythologies and stuff. How come nobody's ever tried to retcon or update or really go through Irish mythology?
1: Um, It's just not there, probably. Well, the
0: main problem is because the fucking English, when they went there and were conquering and fucking trying to take over Ireland and all this shit, one, they threw religion into that motherfucker. And any mythology that had to deal with any kind of pagan religion or anything, which was probably a lot of it, they changed it. Mm. So if you had, you know, like some kind of demon king or some kind of monster, some pagan monster, well, now that pagan monster has something to do with fucking like Christianity or something like they just like changed it. So a lot of that stuff didn't really get to pass through intact. And uh, people just haven't been able to go back and really update. Anyway, so this is she's, she's a hag. She created the earth. In Scottish folklore, she's said to be one of the immense ability to influence the weather. That's another one I'm interested in, is uh, how much do these cross over, like Scottish and Irish?
1: Yeah. Because
0: I would imagine they'd have a lot of the same myths. Uh, often referred to as the Queen of Winter, Kayleigh is one of the great Celtic mythological creatures. She controlled the weather and the winds and was popular among many Irish poets. Uh, ooh, this one looks like a good one. The Mucky. Uh, is it a big fish monster?
1: It looks like it. That's what it looks
0: like it is. It ha- inhabits the lakes of Kilnarny in Ireland, earning a comparison with Scotland's Loch Ness Monster. I never knew Loch Ness was spelled that way. I know it's not, but I didn't yeah. know, like, Loch Monster. Maybe that's what it is. L-O-U-G-H, because I always read it, you know, loch, like a like a loch. But that actually makes more sense. In 2003, scientists were looking for this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, did they find it? They found a large solid mash, which has fueled a speculation that the lake's inhabited by one of the last remaining Celtic mythological creatures. I mean, a big fish is probably like more realistic than actually being real. Uh, We got the Glass Gabhan. Looks like a big fucking bull. Looks like a normal cow actually. Glass Gabhan. If you're looking for stories about Irish creatures to tell your kids, this one is more suitable. It's a magical cow, green spots that can produce endless supplies of milk. I'm not drinking milk off any fucking green spotted cow. I'm sorry. No, um, you don't want
1: no Star Wars milk.
0: No, not at all. Uh, and if you eat its dung, you get high as fuck. That's not in
1: there, but I would imagine if it's Green spots, it's got Yeah.
0: Special dung. If I was back in the day creating this, I would always have it, you have to eat shit or piss to like get the fucking. <laughs> I would be the fucking leprechaun prankster. <laughs> eat that goat shit you're gonna fucking get good fortune the felinis just look like rabid dogs in the picture let's see they're they just dogs that fought with warriors so they're probably real the Kun-knug, i can't even say that word the con it's not really a monster it seduced both men and women it's a sex guy it had addictive toxins and a luring smell the Don Kulinge. uh more cows so if you want to read about that, I think, ooh, this guy looks creepy, actually. The Bodok. Number seven, the Bodok. He is, Why is one hand so much longer than the other? He's man with big fingers, but I think this guy's has real fingers. Although similar to the Boogeyman in appearance, the Bodok is one of a number of Celtic mythological creatures who, according to legend, was completely harmless. I would not think that guy was harmless. Some tales describe the Bodoc as a Celtic creature that plays tricks on kids. Others in Scottish folklore say used to capture both children. A story used to scare kids into behaving. Maybe that's why they make him look like the Slender Man in the yeah. picture. Doesn't actually describe him. Uh, the Leanne C. Day. That is, if I remember, a beautiful lady. Uh, it's a fairy woman. Uh, I'll go through that. Um, they did not have the ones that I really wanted to see. I wanted to see. I'm going to find it real quick and we'll end the episode on that. Maybe it's not a Celtic monster. I thought it was. Duster, tell me about your life story real quick.
1: It sucks.
0: Okay, that's good. That's exactly what I knew you were going to say. Isn't that fucked up?
1: I think that a rabbit creature down there. it was pretty cool looking. mean, hey, look at the rabbit
0: creature. That's actually, it's a fanged rabbit. If I remember correctly, it's an asshole.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like they all are.
0: Here we go. How do I make this big?
1: That wood upside down bat guy? Was a guy who's using a skeleton for a blanket.
0: You remember last week? You were the ass wang. Oh, you can't see Yeah, the, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, ass wang. Yeah, yeah. That's from the Philippines. That fucking weird thing. Uh, what I what's like
1: th- that, like that lion alligator thing up in the corner. The Egyptian. It's from thing? Egypt.
0: Yeah, it's a lion with a fucking alligator head. That's that'd be scary as
1: fuck. Oh, that, what's the that, the thing in, with that's just like a head and like uh, like lungs and stuff. Which one? That, that's underneath the lion. Thing. That that that's underneath the. Yeah. Oh, that, this. Yeah, that.
0: That's from Malaysia. Oh, that's the. I remember that from. Uh, that's like a detached female head. Uh, that's the one that they said they had on video flying on like off a bridge or something. Like, oh, really? Chasing someone down the bridge. Uh, that was like one they that's more recent.
1: Some of them just like parasites.
0: Yeah, a lot of these are Japanese creeps. Uh, Now, where's the one, the Japanese toilet paper monster I love?
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Um, Where the fuck is the, oh, here's one of the Irish, oh, that's the one with the, you know, the Dolehem we're talking uh, about. Oh, yeah,
1: the, that is pretty cool.
0: It looks like they gave it a different name, was that what it was called in the article? I don't remember. No, this is what I was talking about, the Draugr, that, that's why it wasn't on the list, it's a Norway. Undead with superhuman strength and stamina, immune to normal weapons. That'd be fucking scary, just a zombie. Yeah. No, what was the one I was look uh, the kelp uh, kelp kelpie Scotland? I always thought that was Irish. I was wrong. The kelpie is like a gross horse monster demon thing. Where's the fucking half horse half like fucking freak? That's the one I like. Not on. Maybe that's Centaur? a Scottish. One. No, it's uh, it's a Celtic monster, and it's terrifying. There's so many monsters, Spencer. Here, I'll look up Celtic monsters. because they have a lot of horse ones. Uh, This one's like a lady of the forest, I remember. She's like a freaky, freaky lady. I'll have to edit a lot of this out, probably. Here's one of them. It's not the half one, but it's like a fucking freak... It's like a demon horse that pulls you underwater and drowns you. Ooh. I don't know what that's a name is. It looks worse than that. Oh, that's the Kelpie. I don't know why that keeps coming up under Ireland. It's probably one that's both. Yeah, probably. Well, Celtic's also Scottish, so I guess... Maybe I should have been more specific and put Irish. Where is the fucking... I It used to pop up every time I looked at these fucking things, and it was so freaky. Irish monsters. This is the one you were talking about it was the rabbit thing. Yeah. I forget the name. Fucking butts. Oh, that's uh, creepy, looking. That's the Kelpie.
1: No, no, it was in the back. They, uh... um,
0: I don't, maybe it was just like a, a weird image version of the thing with the, the headless horse rider thing, because that's what it kind of looked like from I remember but what I remembered was it was like melted it was like a part of the horse so maybe that's just a part of the mythology sometimes it's a a part of the horse anyway if you folks want to come hang out with us you can come down to the DPW pub bar and grill tonight we're going to have sexy time no we're not no. Have, we don't have a pub and grill should uh if you want to check out if you out- want to donate money so we can get a pub and grill <laughs> Funny you say that because we have a donation page that is very rarely used. Uh, you go to the drunkenpenwriting.com website where fiction happens. We have a bunch of Halloween stories and stuff coming up, so uh, they've been posting a lot lately, I guess. So you can check those out. If you want to check out our fiction, you can also go on there. We have author pages. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Drunk Pen Writing, Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Pen Writing, uh, and YouTube. You could go on there for some reason if you really want to see us you know static picture and listen to the podcast on there Uh, maybe some of you do i doubt it we don't get a lot of views on there because i don't promote that because i don't on video
1: yeah
0: i just do that as a backup honestly but um if there's any celtic monsters we miss that you really like you can let us know in the comments below are there comments below how do you comment you can comment on the website yeah or on any of the social media or even if you have podbean or whatever podcast i have a lot of those i notice have comments on them I don't know how that works. I never comment on a podcast. Who the fuck's reading that? No. I wouldn't. We might have comments galore. I wouldn't know. Wouldn't that suck if it turned out we had 800,000 comments and all these fans, and I just never noticed on the Podbean <laughs> app, so I just never looked at them, and now they all went away. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. And, um. What, what, how do you say? Uh, give, you got to give us an Irish goodbye. I don't know. No, guess. not the, the stereotypical Irish goodbye. Like the actual Irish goodbye. Slán. Slán? Yeah. Slán? You got say slán. Slán. So let's do it. Not stupid. Thank you for listening. Slon. Slon.